Good evening to those in social media. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship. This is Minister Ray coming to you with our Saturday night message. We are glad to come with you once again to share the word of God with you. Um, tonight we're gonna start a new series. Um, tonight we're going to talk about my title is Thirst. Thirst and wants. Um, when we think about thirst. Normally, we think about, you know, physical thirst, um, something to drink, whatever beverage you choose to quench your thirst. Um, but we're going to learn that thirst is more than just drinking something to quench your thirst. It could be bigger than that. Um, and we're going to focus for a few weeks on um the samaritan woman that jesus met at the well it is we're going to be coming from the gospel of john chapter 4 um, verse 1 we're going to just deal with this particular story dealing with thirst and kind of just focuses on the thirst of man the hunger or the thirst of man is how this woman was thirsty, how Jesus deals with her thirst. So we're going to read um, 11 verse. I'm going to read it first, then I'm going to just expound on these verses and kind of give you a background and story and just really give you some word as far as dealing with thirst, our thirst. Maybe you are thirsty and, and maybe you're not aware that you're thirsty. Uh, but we want to bring that out tonight and give you some insight and some word on about being thirsty. So I'm going to start with the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verse 1 through 11. Read verse through 11. I'm reading from a New Living Translation. And it reads, it, Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus had made and baptized more disciples than John. Through, though Jesus himself did not baptize, but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. Verse 5, and it said, and he said to, came to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of the ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now Jacob well was there. Jesus therefore being worried from the, his journey sat thus by the well that, I'm gonna start, I'm reading from the, the, the new King James Version. Now Jacob was well that Jesus therefore being weary from his journey sat thus by the well, and it was about the sixth hour. And the woman Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you being a Jew asked a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. 
Jesus answered and said unto her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. And the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that in water? Okay. So we see here this story. It says that the Samaria woman in today's story is, is going about her day as usual. And, and she has no reason to believe that she will meet the Son of God on her way to getting water. So she's a little slow to catch on to on when it happens. So she's a little slow. So Jesus is talking to her. She's kind of a little caught off guard. But she slows in. But Jesus is very patient with her using the water metaphor. Sometimes she something she can relate to. To begin to explain his true identity and what he has to offer. The gift he refers to is eternal life. So Jesus, he's very strategic. He's he talks about something she relates to water, but he's he's revealing to her through this metaphor his true identity. He's trying to get this is what God wants to do for, to get his true identity. We need to understand Jesus' true identity who he really is. And through understanding um, history, and then we get our identity from him. So it's important, first of all, that you understand the true identity of Jesus, Jesus revealed him. Now he, he offered her this gift. Now the, the, it says the gift he refers to is eternal life. Now, when we hear that subject, and we talked about this in Bible study on Thursday, when we say about the gift of eternal life, most of us, what we think of is spending eternal life with Jesus, going to heaven. Could we take the scripture and we dealt with this, like I said, on Thursday night, that said, you know, Jesus, the famous scripture, John 3, 16, was the chapter before this one. Um, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And most time when we read that scripture, when the scripture is preached, we're talking about going to heaven and spending eternal Jesus. Now that's inclusive in eternal life. But notice, I want to go to um, John 17 and 3 and listen to what Jesus says eternal life is. If you go to the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 3, it says, this is Jesus talking, he says, and this is eternal life, that you may know, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So, what does Jesus say? Jesus didn't say the eternal life was going to heaven and spending with him. That's not what he says here, even though we know that is inclusive. But he says here, eternal life is knowing 
the true God, and Jesus Christ. So here's the gift that God gives us. You can know him intimately, as we talked about that. If you go back and look at the Bible study that we had on Thursday, it's talking about knowing Jesus intimately, knowing him, knowing who he is and who we are. He reveals that when you have the, when you have an intimate relationship with someone, you know them, you're able to see into them, you're close to them. There's a, a very, you're very vulnerable to that person. You know what their likes, dislikes, you know what pleases them, you know what makes them upset. This is how we can know God. Jesus is telling this woman here, I want you to know me intimately. I want you to know me. I want you to be able to know who I am and be able to have a conversation with me and know me intimately. This is what eternal life is. Yes, you know, because most people, well, I want to go to heaven. Yeah, and you will go to heaven one day, but God says, eternal life is, I want you to know me. God wants us to know him. And this ties in with thirst because a lot of people want to know the truth. We're talking about people, we want to know the truth. I dealt with that on the last thing about what you were Pilate asked, what is the truth? Well, God wants you to know the truth. He wants to be, you to know the truth about who he is, about who you are about how Helen things he wants you to know. And people are thirsty for the truth. They want to know. Well, Jesus is telling this woman, if you want to know, he's, he says, if you knew who was asking you for a drink, he will give you living water. God says, I want to give you something. But the gift that he's given her is eternal life, which is knowing the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. You can know him intimately. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven to know God. Though we may not know everything in this earth, but you can know your purpose. You can know your destiny. God wants you to know those things while you're here and have this intimate relationship with them. But given the circumstances, it's easy to see why the woman in the story didn't ask Jesus for a drink, okay? She was a Samaritan and a woman. And after all, after all, according to customs of that day, she had no business asking the Jew for a drink, much less a Jewish man. Plus, she had her own water jug. So she had no business asking, according to customs, Jews didn't have no dealing with Samaritans. Okay. They have no dealing with Samaritans, much less she's a woman. So she had no business, you know, talk with the man. You know, so they had no dealing, but and then she had on had on water jug because Jesus said, if you knew who was asking you, you know, who was giving you a drink, um, you he said you would ask me. And we know she's looking at him probably saying, um, you don't have anything to draw with. You don't have anything to draw with, so. You tell me you can give me drink, but you have any, you don't have anything wrong. She had her own water jug. She said, I can get my own. And sometimes this is where when people are thirsty. Isn't it amazing? Uh, we thirsty for something, but we said, I do it myself. I don't need anybody's help. I, get, I quench my own thirst. Is it interesting that you're saying that, you know what? 
I can figure out life on my own. I can supply my own needs. I don't need anybody help. You know, but you say so. I'm going to quench my own thirst. I'm going to come up with my own idea. I'm going to do what I think is right to quench my own thirst. And so it says Jesus was asking, was saying that the reason he was talking with her wasn't just for his own benefit. It was for hers. Jesus wasn't talking to her because she said, okay, why are you talking to me? But Jesus wasn't talking to her for his benefit. It was for her benefit. He wanted her to know him and experience this eternal life that he was, this water that he could offer. He was able to give her something that she couldn't get anywhere else. This living water is a metaphor of the God kind of life within that this woman had never known. See, God wants you to experience the God kind of life. This is what this, this, this living world is a metaphor of the God kind of life. Okay. God wants you to have the God kind of life. Not life as usual. And maybe you say, well, my life is fine. You know, my life is fine. I'm doing pretty well. But this life goes beyond, as Jesus said, food and drink. Life goes beyond just clothing. Okay. The God kind of life offers more than just the physical. And most of us, we are thirsty for those things. We, we look at now, people are thirsty for, like I said, the truth. They're thirsty for, maybe you're thirsty for companionship. You're thirsty for, you know, wealth, power, significance, you know, happiness. You know, you're thirsty for peace, all the stuff that's going on in this land. Thirsty for it, and you're wondering how to get it, you know. Um, you're wondering, can I get it through my government? Can I get it through um, these policies that the government makes? promises that, that are being made through people. You're wondering. But this Jesus offers one of the God kind of life, which goes beyond just the physical. Because John 7.38 says that this living water flows out of our belly. belly. It flows out of belly. This is speaking of the living water coming from the Holy Spirit through the new birth. So this living water flows from from within, not from without, not on the outside, but on the inside. It is fulfillment that comes from within inside. Okay. You can be, you can have a, you can be full of stuff, but not be fulfilled. You can have the car, the house, maybe the, the, the marriage, you know, everything that you want in this life, but still not be fulfilled. It's interesting how some people, it's how rich people who have all that, they, they will steal stuff. They will go in the store and steal something. Why? Because they're unfulfilled. And, and people may wonder, well, why do they do that? Because there's, a, there's a still a lack there of fulfillment, even though they have all the possessions that they could ever want. 
And maybe you that person, you still have everything that you want, but you're still not fulfilled. But Jesus was speaking to this woman about being born again, even though she was a Jew. So it doesn't matter what your nationality is, where you come from. People are still thirsty for a relationship, for something authentic, something genuine, something that they can depend on to be consistent all the time. However, she might have asked Jesus for living water to quench her thirst, her thirst, if she had known who he was and what he was actually, actually, what he could actually do for her. So she didn't fully understand what Jesus could actually do for her. Once again, because she was looking at the physical. And sometimes this is maybe you, you, you're looking at the physical. Well, what can Jesus do for, for me? You know, well, can Jesus, you know, give me, give me the right person to be with? Can Jesus give me the right job? Can Jesus give me, um, I mean, the right, you know, vehicle, house? And he can do all that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, not here to minimize your physical needs, but I'm pointing, putting emphasis on when it comes to thirst, there's something greater than just your physical need. There's something greater than that. In other words, she didn't know she was thirsty. And maybe you don't know you're thirsty. I'm speaking to you now. Maybe you don't know you're thirsty. Maybe you're looking for something. Maybe you don't know that you need more than the physical. Because she didn't know she was thirsty. She was just doing what she normally do, going down to the water well and getting water because she ran out. But Jesus tells us in, in the word of God that, hey, if you drink this water, you never thirst again. We're talking about heart thirst, not physical, but your heart is thirsty. Your spirit is thirsty for something greater than the physical. And a lot of times people try to feel their spiritual need or the emotional need with physical things and it's not good enough the woman didn't come to the world seeking christ but he came to the world seeking her see god is seeking after you he's seeking out and the question is would you respond you're thirsty and you're seeking and he's seeking after you tonight he's speaking to you tonight and you're thirsty and he says hey this is the opportunity I've been, I've had my eyes on you. I've been looking at you and maybe you think he's not aware, but he's aware of your situation, of your circumstance. He knows what you need. And he said, I know you're thirsty, but Jesus, I love the fact that Jesus was seeking her. He sought her out. She didn't seek him. And we learned from this that our Lord, Jesus, he's, he's, he's without prejudice. Doesn't matter who you are, no matter what your race, no matter where you come from. No matter what nobody else thinks about you, uh, Jesus cares about you. He loves you. And he's seeking after you. And he wants to quench your thirst tonight. But it doesn't matter to him that other Jews uh, wouldn't go through Samaria because nobody else would go, some, go through Samaria. They would go around Samaria because they didn't want to deal with the Samaritans. But Jesus intentionally 
goes to Samaria and he welcomes all he shuns none. He doesn't shun anybody. Jesus welcomes everybody, every nationality, every race, every person, no matter who you are. He welcomes everybody. And, and this is the simplicity of salvation. It's simplicity that, hey, he don't, Jesus does not turn anybody away. Okay. Anybody, he wants everybody to have everlasting life. All those who will receive it. But it's, it's like taking a, a, a drink of cold water on a hot day. All you have to do is just ask for it. And that's the simplicity of salvation. All you do is just believe what Jesus did on Calvary for you. That he died for all your sins. And just believe that, hey, he pays the payment for your sins and receive him as your savior. And you're saved. It's just that simple. But Jesus promised something that could not be delivered by any natural means. This woman's question is a question as to what power he was able to deliver this promise. See, Jesus delivered. See, this is no natural thing can fear. You know, you may be trying to fear, and I've tried. You may be trying to fulfill that thirst with something in the natural. And some people, even in the midst of trying to fulfill that thirst, get frustrated. And they turn to drugs and turn to alcohol to some type of substance abuse because they just can't seem to fulfill um, that thirst. But it cannot be this promise that Jesus had. It can't be filled by any natural means. But she was wondering, okay, how was Jesus going to deliver? Maybe you wonder, how is God going to deliver on his promise? How is he going? How am I going to be fulfilled? By coming to Jesus, how is God going to do it? And she she didn't see anything special about Jesus. Maybe you say, well, hey, it's nothing special about. Him. She she was asking for some indication that he would deliver his promise. And maybe you say, wonder, okay, is God going to deliver on his promises? Is he going to meet my need? of this loneliness, of this heartache. I want my needs met. And she's wondering because like that she comes to the well and Jesus said he wants to give her something, give her water, but he has nothing to draw with. So she's wondering, can, and maybe you wonder, can God really deliver on his promise that he said what he said he would give me? And I come and tell you, God is true to his promise. The Bible said that the, the blessing of the Lord, the promise of the Lord, excuse me, are yes and amen. He delivers on his promise. So my question to you tonight is, I want, I want you to forget about um, the superficial, temporary things for just for a moment. I want you to forget about those things. and Ask yourself the question, what do you really need from Jesus right now? What do you really need from him? I want you to ask it. Forget about the superficial. I know it. Maybe you're a person who said, "Well, I need a job," and you know, maybe your husband walked out, or your your wife walked out. Now, you know what? You need healing in that area. Um, you know, you need physical things. 
things that you can touch. But I want you to forget about that. But what do you really need from Jesus right now? What if he told you that what you actually needed was something different? Once again, I said not to minimize your physical need, but what if Jesus told you, okay, what you actually needed was something different? Because this woman came to the well, needed water, and she brought what she needed to get physical water. But Jesus tells her, okay, what you need, what you think you need, you don't need. You need something different than that. And this is what God said, I love he says, your thirst, you think you're going to fulfill, you think that you can supply your thirst with physical water. And though you may be doing it, but he said, you need something different than that. You need something. Maybe you, and I'm, my testimony is I tell people that when I was struggling financially and my prayer to God, my, I thought that all I needed was the right job with the right income so I could take care of my family because I was struggling financially. And so, you know what? Hey, God, all you got to do it. I told God, my prayer God, all I want is a good job to take care of my family, meet all my needs so I can pay all my bills. But God had a way of showing me that, yeah, you need this, but it's something more that you need. And he, I ended up, God allowed me to work for this place, which you made a lot of money. And I was working as a temp. And he was, she showed me through working that job that I met people who were financially secure. They were financially secure. They made a lot of money doing what they did. And But I ended up talking to a lot of those guys who made a lot of money, a lot of women who made a lot of money. But one guy had been married three times. Another person was on medication because their nurse was bad. And and through that, God spoke to me and says, you think it's just about the money. He says, but what you need is a close relationship with me. Because remember the scripture says, the scripture says that, hey, first ye seeked the kingdom of God and it's right. And this is Matthew 6 and 33. First ye seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He says, all other things things to be added unto you. This is the verse. This is very significant. That says, if you pursue me, if you allow me to quench your thirst, everything else will come automatically. Everything else will come automatically. I'll fulfill all of your. He says, first ye seek the kingdom of God and his right. He says, all other things. What is all other things? All of the physical needs that you need, he says, I'll meet them. But he says, first, you seek the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? It is spiritual thing. It is, he says, you let me fulfill you, you, your spiritual first. Because when you seek him, the kingdom of God, then that thirst will be met. That peace that you need, that joy that you need, that happiness you need, it'll be met when you seek him. And as I said earlier, let allow it receive this gift of eternal life and get to know him. 
And when you get to know God, you know that, oh, okay, he's going to take care of my needs. He's going to take care of this. I don't have to worry about that. You no longer allow yourself to be consumed by your physical needs because you said, hey, God promised it. He said he'll supply all of my needs according to his riches going by Christ Jesus. He's going to take care of those needs. But you're thirsty. The thing that you're thirsty for, the thing that you think you really need, because Jesus says you need something different. Okay, w- would you listen to what he had to say? I love that. It, what, so what if he told you that what you actually needed was something different? Would you listen to what he had to say? Would you let him meet your need? I want to ask you that tonight. Will you allow Jesus to meet your need? Because God is saying to you, you need something different tonight. You need something different. He's not ignoring your physical need, but he says you need something greater than the physical need. It's something that you you need something different. This is what this woman, this woman needed something different than just physical thirst. He said, you're thirsty, but the thing that you, your thirst is greater than what you're looking at. And I'll come and tell you now, you're thirsty. You're thirsty for significance. You're thirsty to be, he said, to feel value. And you're looking for a person, place, or thing to meet that need. And I'll come and tell you, nothing on this earth will be able to fill that void that God has placed on the inside of you. Only he can fill that void. Because the bottom line is that you can be lacking physically, but you still can be in a good place. You still can have the peace of mind that comes through a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. You can have that. And once again, we're not saying that, you know, well, you know, God wants me to be poor. He wants you to be broke. No, the Bible doesn't teach that. He wants you to have all the things. But what he's simply saying is that all those things are not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough when all things, because guess what? You can lose all those things at the blink of an eye. Because what's going to happen? When those things are gone, then your joy is gone. Your peace is gone. Your happiness is gone. You know, your your identity is gone. And Jesus was trying to reveal to her, okay, if you understand who I am and who's asking you, you ask him for a drink. And so we you you understand, and even though you lose all your physical, you still have your identity, you'll be intact. That peace will still be there. That joy is still be there. That love is still be there. No matter who walks out on you, you'll still have that love. Okay. That significance that it says, you know, no matter my stuff doesn't make me who I am, but Jesus is the one who gives me value. Why does he give you value? Why does he give us value? Because he died for me. I know I'm loved because Jesus died for me. So no matter who else walks away from me, I know I'm valued. So so thank God for providing 
what we actually need in Jesus. He provides what we actually need. And but you need to come to the realization that and understand and listen to God and says, ask God, what do I really need right now? I know your physical needs may not be met right now, but ask God, what do I really need? And the, the question is thirsty. Quench, I'm thirsty. You're thirsty. You're thirsty, but what you really need is an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing. And so I want to read this last scripture tonight. We're going to end with this tonight. And it's coming from Isaiah uh, chapter 55, verses 1 through 3. And I'm reading this from the New Living Translation. It says, here is anyone thirsty, come and drink. Even if you have no money, come. Take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does not that that does you no good? Listen to me. And you who eat what is good. Listen to me and say, and you will eat, excuse me, say, listen to me and you will eat what is good. You enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Now I will give you all the unfailing love I promise to David. So he's offering God and I'm offering you tonight. The saying often he says, if you're thirsty, come drink. Don't cost you anything. Don't cost you no money. He says, it's all free. He says, why spend your money on things? He used the word food here, but that does not get you strength. Why are you, and this is the question I want to ask you that. Why are you spending your money on things that's not giving you strength? It's not giving you peace. You're spending all your money. Some people are buying, they they feel important that they got money to buy. I know people who are addicted to buying stuff online and just buying all kinds of stuff because they think that having a lot of stuff makes them value. It makes you feel value for the moment temporarily, but it don't last. And some people hoard stuff because they think this is what gives me value. And maybe you, you, you are... Um, sleeping with a lot of people, being promiscuous because you think that gives you value. But I come and tell you that those things don't give you value. But it says, hey, they don't give you strength. They don't give you significance. This is why I pay for food that does not, that's not good for you. So he's, he's asking the question, why are you spending things that are not good for you? Because a lot of times, Maybe you're that person that's doing something you know is not good for you, but you do it anyway. Because you just caught in this cycle of just doing the same thing over and over again. And though it may fulfill you temporarily, but you find yourself back in the same place over and over again. And Jesus says, I want to deliver you tonight. I want to set you free tonight. But he says, come, let me give you everlasting life. 
come have this intimate relationship with me as your savior. Let me feel, quench that thirst that you have by being allowing me to be your intimate friend, your savior, your Lord, your master, your provider, your comforter. God can meet all those needs. If you would just listen to him and respond to the word on tonight. I don't want you to hear me. I want you to hear God. I believe he's speaking to you right now and says, hey, your thirst can be quenched. And you're chasing after things that it says here that does you no good. But he said, if you listen to me, you you will eat what is good. You enjoy the finest food. He says, come to me with your ears wide open. I, I want to pause here because I want to say, listen to God speaking to you right now. Come with your ears wide open. Be open. As I said before, I asked the question here. If he told you what you actually needed was something different. What if he told you what you actually was something different? I want you to listen to the Holy Spirit and allow him to speak to you and tell you what you really need. Because maybe the thing that you really need is something different. It says, would you listen to what he had to say? I I challenge you tonight to listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say about what you really need. Versus the thing that you said you think you need. But he says, come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. See, I believe you're searching for life tonight. But you're trying to find life in other things other than a relationship with Jesus Christ. He said, I will make an everlasting covenant with you. So it's an everlasting covenant where he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will always be there for you. He wants to make this everlasting covenant with you. And all you have to do is receive him. He says, I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. So. If you're looking for love tonight, he says, I have all the love that you need. It is in a relationship with Jesus Christ where you know that you're loved. Not because you have everything, but because you have him. He is. He loves you because he died for you. And you always keep that in the forefront that you love because he died for you. Let me pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight for the word. I speak to that person who's thirsty, who needs a drink, but God, they're looking in all the wrong places. But I pray right now in the name of you, God, that you reveal yourself to them. Put people in their path that will speak a word to them to know that God, that the thing that they are thirsty for, it is a intimate relationship with you. And God, I thank you for filling that need, fulfilling them, giving them fulfillment and giving them value through that relationship with you. That only you can give. That nothing in this world can fulfill that need except a relationship with you. God, I thank you for revealing. I thank you for peace 
for that person. I speak peace. I speak joy into their life. I speak love. I speak comfort in that person's life in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for what you're doing through your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit minister to them right now in a way that you've never did before. And I give you glory and honor and praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Once again, I thank you for listening tonight. We will continue with this um, series. I'm talking about thirst. And we will continue with this story about the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4. We will continue on that journey. And I will see you next week. Once again, thank you. And bye-bye.